0: Are you looking for a way to add more life and color to your garden this year? Adding perennials to your garden is a simple and pain-free way to make your outdoor space bloom and create a garden of your dreams. Join me as we learn more about why adding perennials could be the best next step For your garden, let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Hello, fellow growers, and welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast. I'm your host. Crystal Media, and today in season 13, episode 6, we're going to discuss perennials and how they can be a pain free trick to take your garden to the next level. This episode is part of the purposeful garden stage of the purposeful growing journey. What is the purposeful growing journey? It's six stages that I have laid out that gets you growing. Proverbs 4 says that we need to have a path to focus in on our dreams and to focus on the knowledge. Solomon says if you want to gain knowledge, the first thing you do is you get knowledge. You gotta start. You gotta just pray and just plant. The stages are just grow where you're finding your why, you're finding your goals, purposeful kitchen, you're refining your steps of cooking from scratch, preserving your food, meal planning, so that you can, when you are going to grow in the garden or on the homestead, you know what to do with the food. Purposeful growing starts with food, so why not start in the purposeful kitchen? The next is a purposeful home, where you're building strategies and systems in your home so that you can spend more time out in the garden, more time homesteading, and still have peace of mind. The next is purposeful garden, where you're growing a garden, I share permaculture tips with you, and also purposeful homesteading. I share more permaculture tips, more permaculture design, animals, which one should you be thinking about first, and then last is the purposeful life. That's where you, all of the other stages together, and maybe even thinking about adding a business. So you are probably here because you are in the garden, and you want to expand your garden and find a simple pain-free trick to make it even better next year and you probably have not ever thought about perennials. So let's talk about perennials. What are perennials and why should you add them to your garden? So a perennial definition. Let's go right to google, right to wikipedia.com and it says a perennial is a lasting or existing for a long or apparently infinite time including enduring and continually and recurring. So a perennial is a plant that's going to continue. Perennial plant or simple perennial is a plant that lives more than two years. The term is often used to differentiate a plant from a short-lived annual and biannuals. So that's another title there too. You have Short term, these are going to be called your annuals. And these are things that depends on your zone and how cold your winters get to what things are going to be an annual, a perennial, or a biannual. Biannual though is more on the life of the plant and how the timeline of that plant how God designed that plant works. Biannual, just they die back every two years. It has nothing to do with your zone. But that's what a perennial is. And how can they help you in the garden is because they can bring in more. A perennial is going to last longer. You're probably thinking, okay, asparagus. Well, yeah, that could be a perennial, but so could roses because we're going to be talking about some permaculture principles also as why perennials are so helpful for you in the garden but a perennial is going to last longer in the garden so you're not having to replant it you're not having to redecide where you're going to put it another maybe con of a perennial is that you do have to have a designated area for it in your garden but we're going to talk about that as well when we think about edge when we're thinking about permaculture design perennials are going to be helpful in the garden in so many different ways. There's lots of different benefits. One of them being that they're going to be long, longer season. You might be able to get different types of fruits or different types. I'm thinking strawberries there, different type of fruits or different types of vegetables. Then just annual vegetables, you're going to have something that's continually grow. And I'm thinking asparagus there. There's other vegetables that take time to grow and last for years to come. And that's what's so amazing is like When I first moved to our home, my neighbor down the road, I went and visited her garden. She had an asparagus patch. She had a raspberry patch. She had apple trees. She had all of these things that were for the future. She thought about her kids enjoying the the garden. She thought about her being able to produce a product every year without much work. Asparagus, once you get them established, raspberries, once you get them established, they kind of just do their thing and it's not so much work that an animal annual garden is. So let's talk about permaculture principles and what benefits perennials can bring to your garden space through permaculture. I'm all about looking at God's design. That's what permaculture is, right? Looking at God's design and bringing it into our garden, into our homestead, even into our home, and finding a way to work with it to, one, relieve our workload, because if we use the systems that already work, we don't have to work. It's hard. And we can connect with nature in a way that is just beyond weeding and just the work that comes with growing a garden. Let's dive into a blog post called the homesteading design and I have a guide called the permaculture 101 guide that I'm reading from and I it just goes through and really defines permaculture gives you some information about the three tenets and it dives into the 12 principles and today we're going to be talking about seven eight nine and 10. There's 12 of them, and they're all very important. The principle is design from patterns to details. Take a look at nature and society. You can usually observe plants patterns in things like how beehives hives are organized, the designs on a snail shell, or other things to give inspiration for your design. So when you're thinking about designing your garden or thinking about expanding or trying to bring more into your garden quickly. You can think about perennials when you're thinking about design because perennials are in nature. And when you look at how they affect things in nature, you can also see the benefits of them. One of the big things that I wanna do on my north side of my garden is we do have a hill, but we do get some colder temperatures in the spring, in the fall, that comes over that north hill and the wind comes directly down into my garden and it actually makes a cold area there instead of a warm area. So if I could put some perennials trees behind on that north side. It's not going to block my garden in any way from the sun because it's on the north side, but it might block those northern winds in the early spring and late fall that might help me extend my season. So I'm looking at those patterns as well in nature and bringing them in to my own garden. Permaculture principle number eight is to integrate. Don't segregate. Permaculture is all about having things support each other. When it comes to perennials, I want to bring in beneficial pollinators. And I want to bring in maybe some birds that go after some of my detrimental insects. Maybe I want to bring in some other things into my garden that creates abundance what i could do is i can attract those things by the different plants that i grow if you want pollinators you could be thinking about just including flowers all over your garden but if you establish a perennial maybe border around your garden that's what we're focusing on i love roses so that's where we're going with that and they're perennial so it's something that i can focus on on get established and then i just have to maintain every year and i don't have to replant and replant that's a huge benefit of perennials our goal is we're going to be putting flower beds all along the edges, which is actually permaculture principle 11. Use edges and value the margin. So you're watering your garden. And have you noticed that maybe if you're using overhead watering, that right on the edge, right against the fence, those weeds grows like crazy and you can't get a handle of them. That's because they're taking advantage of the edge of that God has designed. They're getting all the water that they need from you, from that sprinkler, just going a little bit further than it needs to, just so you make sure you get your plants. And they're also taking advantage of that compost and all the nutrients that you're making in that soil better. The microorganisms, the worms, are gonna start pulling that to the edge and those weeds are gonna benefit. So why not replace those weeds with something that will benefit the whole garden? That's what our idea is. I hate weeding against the fence. So if I can establish a rose garden there with mulch and things that will help suppress the weeds, but help my roses grow and other flowers, I I put a lot of other like deer deterrent flowers in as well because the deer like to eat my roses and so on and so forth. But putting in different flowers, different perennials there can help suppress weeds Something can be growing there that's beneficial because a weed is technically a plant that's not beneficial to you or what you're trying to do. So it could be anything. Replace what's already growing with something you do want to grow, nurture it. Then let God and the nature take over because it's a perennial. You won't have to spend as much time taking care of it and it'll benefit the whole area. The other permaculture principles are use and value diversity. When we bring in other plants and other types of plants like perennials into our garden, we can help hedge some threats like from pests, disease, and other problems because it's not all about one type of vegetable. When we think about our garden, though, we're, we're thinking, okay, well, I have onions and I have broccoli and I have this and I have that, that but they're all annuals, right? So you can take that a step further by saying, okay, I'm going to put in some perennials because then I've got something that's always growing all year long. I love my asparagus patch because in the fall, the type of asparagus that we have creates the little seedlets on the ends of their big fronds and... That trucks those fall birds in. I don't cut them down because it feeds the asparagus, having all that foliage, it feeds the plant. So I don't cut them down to really late winter early spring so all winter long I'm benefiting those birds as well as my plants and my garden because I'm keeping those birds around so that in the spring and in the summer they're still there to help with the pests so that everything can really add on to itself and each other when you bring in perennials into your garden. Also, those trees that I'm thinking about, they're going to be great places for those birds to nest in through the winter and also great shelter for them, which will also benefit my garden. The other permaculture principle that perennials really help with is using small, slow solutions. Perennials will be around for a long time, so it is a slow solution. Also, if I put in trees that are going to create a lot of leaves, then when those leaves fall and I rake them up, that can go into my compost and also benefit my garden. Those are slow solutions. We need to be thinking about connection and bringing in more ideas to the garden. And that's where perennials are so beneficial. There's so many things that you could do with perennials that you just can't do with annuals. So how do you care for your perennials once they are planted? My biggest tip for you here is that you put them on your garden plan. You make a strategic plan for when you're going to fertilize, when you're going to mulch them every year, when when they need harvested, and all all of the things because they are a plant in your garden. So you're going to need to put them in your plan. You're going to make sure that you have a focus and you don't forget about them because they are going to need your tender, loving care. They're not going to need it every day like say a tomato will, but they're going to need it once or twice to two two to three times a year. Now, you know that I believe a garden plan is more than just a simple drawing. It is a full plan that lays out what you're going to be doing is a detailed to-do list, it is a detailed harvest list, it's a detailed production list. How much did you produce? Were those benefits of the amendments you're adding to your soil? Did they actually do what they say they're going to do? A garden plant is going to be about creating a system in your garden that is beyond just writing, I'm going to plant this here, but it's actually keeping track of of things. It's actually creating a plan because you know, and I know that we are busy people and adding a garden, adding growing to the list of things that we already do. It's helpful to have a to-do list so that when you are, which I'm doing right now, I'm making my to-do list for March and April and May and June, July of an estimated time of if I start my tomatoes this day, then they're going to be ready to be harvest this day. And I write that on my calendar so that when I hit that date in the the middle of July when I'm already busy with summer stuff and growing stuff and harvesting chickens and all the things I know exactly that I need to be watching my tomatoes and it's just it's already wrote down it's already present so a garden plan just goes beyond the everyday first drawing. It is really important that you put your perennials in your garden plan. You also need to be thinking about care. So they're going to be needing fertilizer or fertilization and each different type of plant that you do is going to need different types of fertilization. So you're going to need to research that. Like I know that asparagus because it's something I grow, once I harvest, you can harvest for like two or three weeks and then you need to let the sprouts grow and actually bloom and actually do the thing that they're going to do so that they can start building up storage back into their roots from photosynthesis and the sun. And you need to let that do what it needs to do. The same thing with strawberries. When you harvest them, you need to let them recuperate and then harvest again. Also, it's going to depend on what type of strawberries you get. Are you going to get just June berries, meaning that they only bloom and make fruit in June? Or are you going to get everberries that Bloom three or four times a year and give you fruit three or four times a year. Yet they're smaller fruit. Having a care plan is very essential, and putting that care plan in your garden plan is going to be so helpful. Also, you're going to need to fertilize perennials. Different perennials are going to need fertilized at different times. I know I've already said this, but usually fall is the time that you're going to be doing a lot of your fertilization, so that the microorganisms can do the things that they need to do all winter to bring that fertilization into the soil and then. And your plant can utilize it first thing in the spring also you need to be thinking about are you growing bulbs because i also have different flowers in my garden that are bulbs i love tulips i love irises i love lilies all of those are bulbs and that's going to be using a different type of fertilizer as well so how do you prepare your garden for the following year or prepare your garden for adding perennials. The best time to do this is in the fall. So you can let the microorganisms work in through the, the winter and get all of the Nutrients ready in that soil and prepared for those perennials. The next best time is a month before you get the perennials. I know my growing center, my place where I buy all my perennials in the winter, and that's why this episode's in the winter for you, is when they're doing their sales. That's when you're going to be going out and they're going to be wanting to know what they need to grow or what they need to have available for you in the spring. Be thinking about what you're going to be adding now. If you hadn't if you haven't got your area ready and this is a new episode and you're just like, Yes, I want to do perennials this year, I want all these benefits. Now is a great time to be looking on those web pages and looking for perennials, going to your local growing center, asking them when they do a pre order or if they do a pre order, and they'll also help you really decide when you need to be planting them because they have to come in at certain times. Um, it's all gonna be connected to your zone. When I talk about a zone, what I mean is, is your growing zone. So I grow in zone four, which means that my winters can get down to, doesn't happen every year, but can get down to negative 20 to negative 30 degrees. So I need a plant that with can withstand those temperatures. Yes, they're already, they're hibernated, but those temperatures still won't kill the plant. They're not actively growing at that stage, but some plants just don't take those temperatures. So when I go to look at perennials and order perennials, I have to look. I need zone four and then you go down three, two, and one because zone one is like, Siberia, Alaska, and how cold they get. You can also have some zone threes and twos in Michigan and areas. And then as you go south the numbers increase. So right along the equator is zone 10. That's the warmest and anything will grow there because they don't really have a harsh winter. An annual there can also become a perennial because it just grows and grows and grows. It grows till its life cycle of the plant. A tomato though only has the way it's designed, even though it could grow and grow, it Once it bears fruit, if you keep picking the fruit, you can extend the season. But once it bears fruit and the fruit falls and falls on the ground and... They've come to to where the fruit is fully ripe, the plant begins to die back. That's just the type of plant it is. So you need to be thinking about your zone. And when you're looking in your magazines and when you're looking and talking to your local growing center, they're gonna know your zone. They're gonna know the things you need to do. And I will put a link in the show notes of this where you can look on a map and find your zone really easy, and where you can plug in your zip code and it'll tell you your zone. Because there's little micro zones as well, like right here in Wyoming, I'm thinking out about thirty. 40 miles away from us is more of a zone three where we're a zone four because we are closer to the mountain and we have a little bit more protection. Preparing for your garden for next year. The next best time to prepare for your perennials is right before you get them. Don't wait a year or two years what is this saying the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago but the next best time is right now the same thing goes for your perennials in your garden the best time to do it is right now start thinking about it right now start planning for it right now So i'm giving you this episode a little bit earlier in the year you're probably wondering crystal it's the winter how can i be out there planting them right now but you can be thinking about them right now and then when you got them ordered and they're ready to come to your door or they're ready to be picked up at your your growing center, you're going to be ready for them because you're going to know all the things that you need to do. You'll know how you need to prepare the soil, prepare the hole, and be ready to put these amazing plants into your garden and really create that quick, simple, pain-free garden that can level you up year after year after year because they can keep reproducing and creep growing and they can give you benefits in pollinators, they can give you benefits in disease control, they can give you benefits in blocking the wind, they can give you so many different benefits, but they're going to create a system like God designed in your garden so that you can benefit from a system that's already working. Adding perennials to your garden is an excellent way to also add color and life and create a beautiful place. That's why I have I go with roses because I want to see roses. Now, if you want to get started and take your garden to the next level and really dive into how permaculture can help you, then you need to grab my permaculture 101 guide so you can place perennials in your landscape in a way that benefits your whole homestead. Permaculture is all about designing and connecting to those already working systems. I want to thank you for joining me here at the Pray Just Plant podcast. If you're new, I want to welcome you to the fellowship of fellow growers. Subscribe, hit the little button so you can continue to hear more about growing and going through the the six stages of the purposeful growing journey. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray just plant.